the Popcorn Time Podcast. Starting out our first episode of the Popcorn Time Podcast. So it's going to be an hour-long podcast. Now I'm streaming a bit off schedule today. I haven't uh, had the time to plan out the schedule for this podcast episode, but it's going to be every Friday. It's usually at 9 p.m. GST, but I'm still working on a suitable schedule, seeing, you know, what uh, tasks I have to do throughout the day so that I can really make sure of the best time to uh, stream the podcast. Now, since this is the first episode, um, we are going to, I'm going to go through what we're going to talk about and how the podcast is going to be structured. And um, so, yeah, so we're going to, we're going to go briefly over what we're going to talk about and say, and it's going to be every week, as I said, an hour long podcast. Now, unfortunately, there are no guests today, so I'm going to have to do this on my own. Um, Eventually in the future, when I, you know, find someone who's interested in the podcast, bring him in, invite him, invite them or her, you know, we're going to go in and talk. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be all right. But for now, I'm going to start alone. So this podcast will consist of five um, parts. So the first part is going to be personal. I'm going to be discussing, um, my stuff about myself, how I'm doing, uh, what I, my thoughts, any random thoughts, like it doesn't, it's a very casual talk. And throughout this personal, uh, period, uh, I'll be looking at chat and I'll be answering questions and talking to people. So it's a very casual, you can even call it casual, it doesn't have to be called personal. And yeah, so it's 12 minutes. So each part, there are five parts and we'll be doing the podcast for about an hour. So each part is roughly 12 minutes. Now, this does not doesn't have to be exactly 12 minutes. If I'm discussing something and I happen to really enjoy it or I want to get deeper into it, I might even extend the time period. But on average, the podcast is going to be an hour. I think an hour is like a it's like a sweet spot for podcasts. So, yeah. It's a really, it's a decent amount of time. You can say a lot in one hour. Now, of course, with guests, um, if guests show up eventually, I'll be making the podcast longer. Okay. Now, the second part. So, I have chosen four other topics. So, I'm going to handpick four topics to talk about. Now, I can look at chat and choose a topic if I want to, but as I don't have any viewers yet, I'm going to be choosing my own topics to talk about. So the second topic we're going to be talking about is isolation, right? And how it can affect your health and how it can be detrimental, right? It's very detrimental. Uh, And, you know, types of isolation. So there's, there can be good isolation. So we'll get into that shortly. Third thing we're going to be talking about is self-help. Is self-help a scam? Is the world of self-help, like the books, the the industry behind it, is it a scam or is it actually a legitimate uh, way of succeeding in life? The fourth thing we're going to be doing or talking about doing 
we're going to be looking at contemporary. So what this means is that we're looking at uh, looking at news, news articles, headlines, and maybe discuss that. You know, I feel that talking, discussing the news once in a while and checking up on what's going on in the world is very important. And you know, plus discussing it with in front of an audience, I feel like that's something I really want to get into. Fifth and final thing we're going to be discussing is philosophy. Now, I don't know, I'm not a philosopher, but I really love the subject of philosophy. Like, I'm interested in it. So we're going to be discussing today, I'm going to be talking about stoicism. And how, you know, utilizing it can be incredibly useful for you as a person. Um, especially for a young, you know, man like me. I feel like it has helped me a lot. So... Let's get into it, I guess. Yeah. So let's begin. Um, let me set a timer. Hold on. All right. So, you know, life recently has been quite weird recently. Like, the, I mean, the past, you know, three months, you know, the quarantine period has been quite rough on me, I feel. Like, it has, it has been such a challenging, you know, period of time for all of us. And I want to really talk about that. I want to talk about what mental changes I've been going through in this self-isolation period, in this entire thing. So, during this entire period of time. So, let's get into that. I, honestly, I feel like I have been... Like it's like my mind, right? It's like my mind is playing a tug of war, right? Especially the, now I just finished, uh, I technically finished school. So I'm graduating to go to college. But yeah, that was much worse before. Like, but I was, I, I'm telling you, I was feeling like a sort of tug of war going on in my mind. It was insane, dude. I It was like one end was fighting for, you know, being lazy and doing nothing and uh, succumbing to a nihilistic and hedonistic lifestyle and the other was like more spiritual and more um, uh, craving for success type of person right? there were two people playing tug of war in my mind and this has been going on for a while now it has uh, the intensity of it has decreased dramatically uh, after exams uh, and after getting used to this whole self-isolation thing so at first, it was like I had to sort of change my lifestyle, right? Because sometimes, like when I when I get bored, or just yeah, bored in general, or just tired, or exhausted, or unhappy, I'd go for a walk. Right? Now you can't really do that. Uh, actually, you can. You technically can't go outside, but it's not the same anymore. Right? You have to wear a mask, you have to wear gloves, and you only. Most people only go for necessities. They go out for groceries, you know, you know, to the pharmacy to buy their prescriptions, to the doctor, whatever, or for necessary work. I don't have any of that. And I don't think it's necessary anymore to go outside. And taking a walk, nobody's taking a walk. Like the, 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 the things that are going on outside, there are no more events, no more activity. There's no more activity for me to actually enjoy taking a walk. Even like going out just to see the, the, the beach and the because the beach is nearby, right, where I live. 
in my town, there's a beach nearby, right? Next to my house. I just walk, like it takes maybe 15 minute walk and I'm next to the beach at the uh, pier, right? Yeah, that's, is that what you call it? Yeah. So once I, once I go there, it's like, yeah, it used to be very like bright and had lights and restaurants and coffee shops. Felt it's a different as- atmosphere now. It's empty, right? All the sh- all the shops are closed. There's nothing to do, and yeah, I mean, I guess, but adapting to it, I guess, is wasn't easy. I still haven't adapted. Um, yeah, I'm feeling a bit, I don't know, dude, it's weird, like, it's a weird feeling, you, you just, you feel a bit hopeless, but at the same time, it's like, that's, like, you feel helpless, but it's sort of like, I'm helpless, yeah, but I can do whatever I want now, so, it's like a weird, uh, paradoxical sort of feeling going on in your mind, um, so yeah, that's that's that. Um, I want to talk about. Mm, I have a nice one. I want to talk about my uh, <laughs> my just me, like the ability for me to talk and communicate. It's gonna get very meta because I'm talking right now in a podcast, uh, in the live podcast show. Um, so I want to talk about sort of how, like my inability to sort of communicate my thoughts effectively now i know i'm talking right now for a few minutes it has worked but sometimes right i have all these thoughts going in my head and they're i don't want to like i don't want to brag i don't want to say like they're smart but they're decent thoughts like they're good ideas they're not like i'm not thinking about how to eat five potatoes using only your feet or something no no that's not that's not what i'm thinking about i'm thinking like actually good ideas but for some reason i feel like i can't articulate these ideas well i feel like i have the inability to to really just uh think about them i I mean i can think about them but i can't say them out loud for some reason and i've got pretty good english it's not about language uh even like i just sometimes i struggle like i feel brain dead sometimes right do you get these moments? I don't know what's, I don't know what's, if it's like a sort of mental, you know, thing going on. Um, but I'm not very sure. Like sometimes, let's say I'm thinking about, okay, let me open paint. Let me open paint. Uh, here it is. So I'm thinking about, uh, let's say I'm thinking about something. Let's call this something A, right? And then A, I'm going to put a circle on that to represent it as a thought, right? A is a thought, <laughs> a thought, not a thought. A thought. And A, right? So A is my is what I'm thinking about. And B, let's say B, is what I'm supposed to say. So let me use red to signify that this is what I'm supposed to say, right? Uh, If you're watching this uh, on YouTube, you can see this. If you're listening to this on Spotify, I'm trying my best here to articulate it. And 
So I'm thinking about A, I want to say it in terms of B. B can be words, a language, you know, anything, a phrase, a sentence. And sometimes I feel like there's a wall between A and B, right? I just feel like I'm unable to cross that barrier, the wall, and go into B and communicate, you know. Um, right now, it's actually, ironically, I'm actually communicating. I think it, there's a lot of factors. I think it's, you know, the time of the day has to do with that, my mood, um, really anything. So we have five minutes on the clock for personal. So yeah, I feel like my mood has a lot to do with what I'm going, my ability to communicate well. I think it's just, I do sometimes feel like I, I'm lacking a bit on social skills, I guess. Because when I'm with, like when I talk with someone, when I talk with someone, I, it can be anyone, right? I feel like I care too much of, about their feelings. Like I care too much about the way the impact my thoughts expressed in words will have on their feelings. And I think that's like, it's detrimental. It's not good. Like this, it sort of restricts me from saying my thoughts out loud. And yeah, I'm trying to work on that, but I feel like it's something innate in me. Like I feel like it has become a part of me now. And it's so hard to get rid of. It's just, it's very hard. But I'm trying my best, like what I'm trying to do right now is one of the reasons, in fact, one of the reasons why I started this podcast show was so that I can sort of communicate. Because sometimes I find myself thinking way too much. Like, I am an overthinker. A lot of people have told me, you overthink, dude. Arcadia, you overthink. And I agree with them. I tend to overthink a lot. And I think that this podcast is a good outlet to express my thoughts and feelings in a controlled manner so that I don't go nuts. You know, I don't go sicko mode. Um, I think, yeah, that's, that's, that's that. That's very, it's actually very cool. Like, I didn't even think about, like, I just, you know, I thought about starting a podcast on a whim. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do a podcast. And here I am streaming live on Twitch on my first episode of Popcorn Time. Uh, yeah, the reason why I call it popcorn time actually is because why not? Okay, I like literally I didn't I did not even okay. So okay, let me tell you what happened. So when I was setting up, so when I when I decided to do the podcast like a week ago, I started setting it up, setting the camera, setting the scene, and everything. And um, I, I did that eventually. I set it up. And then I, I was like, this is lacking something. It's lacking like um, a nice touch, like a, like a finish. So I decided to just look up a, an image of anything, like popcorn. I just thought, what's the first thing that comes to mind when people think of, I want to make this a cozy atmosphere, like relaxed, you know, sitting, eating. First thing that comes to mind is popcorn, because when you watch like a nice movie, you kick back in your chair and you watch... And you eat popcorn, right? It, it, and it was like, wow, okay, I'm going to put an image of popcorn. And I decided to put it, and I decided to put an image of popcorn. 
That's literally what happened. And then I was like, okay, so I'm using popcorn now. It's part of the scene, like the video. If you're, if you're watching this on Spotify, you, see, you can see the popcorn in the, on the cover of the podcast. Um, so, and I was like, yeah, so I'm going to call it popcorn time, right? Because it's time for you to kick back and relax and just enjoy. This podcast, it's not supposed to be something like serious or anything. It's not like... It's not like a sports, you know, podcast. We're not talking about like numbers and stuff, dude. We're just chilling. We're talking. It's just about talking, dude. So I think that almost, hold on, how many, we have 40 minutes left, actually. So we have two minutes, 50 seconds left for personal. So I'm going to wrap it up and say that, you know, quarantine, in conclusion, like quarantine is sort of, it's impacting a lot of us and we have to adapt and take some time just go persevere go through that struggle and don't falter to your thoughts okay and yeah so let's move on move on let's move on to number two part two of the podcast isolation isolation so I felt like this was this is something important and imperative, especially during these during these times. Isolation, right? This is very relevant. Dude. So, <laughs> listen, guys. Isolation has you know before even before all the quarantine crap. Isolation was and is pretty common, like people who are depressed and lonely and all that, who have all sorts of, you know, depression, you know, they sort of tend to isolate. And personally, I went through isolation even before quarantine, but I want to focus on quarantine because right now isolation is something the majority of us, the vast majority of us, if you're watching this right now, you're probably at home isolating, self-isolating. The majority of us are in lockdown. We are in isolation. We are in isolation right now. And you might think at first like, oh man, this is so epic. I'm going to play Fortnite. I'm going to play, I'm going to watch all the Netflix shows. I'm going to do all that, I'm going to eat the best food, I'm going to live the best life, no more work, no more school, and that's like, that's very good, like, that's le- that's a legitimate thought, it's actually, like, the fact that people are actually enjoying, like, they're happy, like, especially students, and, you know, people with just very difficult jobs, the reason why they're enjoying this is because their jobs and the career and everything is, is flawed, it's ruining us, you know, it's not, it's just, it's not good for us, right, for individuals. But I want to talk about, focus on isolation. So right now you're in isolation, right? And it, it, it is actually detrimental to your health, physical and mental. And um, I must say I have sort of, yeah, it's I have sort of been you know victim to this slew of you know effects that 
isolation can cause. And right, I'm just learning that it is not something to you can't like people. People say that oh, I can just some people say oh, I can just be a lone wolf, right? I don't need no friends. I don't need nothing. I can just stay at home. But trust me, dude. We humans are social animals, right? We are very social. We want to talk. We want to communicate, right? We want to be in groups. Even introverts, introverts, even shy people and introverts, like they want to. Introverts, first of all, introverts don't necessarily lack social skills. They just recharge. They're like they hibernate, right? And so they talk. They talk with people for a while, and then they hibernate. So it's not bad. So look, people need crave attention and social bonding, because as a species, it has helped us survive. This it's an advantageous trait. That's what it is. That's in short. Like I don't want to talk about you know human the human mind all of that right now. So and when you suddenly remove take that away from people people go nuts they go nuts now luckily we we in this day and age we've got zoom things like zoom and google hangouts skype discord right all sorts of voip applications that allow you to stay in touch with your friends and family but this is not the same as person to person communication and just bonding for many reasons right uh obvi- it's pretty obvious they're not the same thing so isolation isolation it's not good for you why because first of all it destroys your mental health it sort of it changes your outlook on so many things right and you know okay so if you you spend your time this time in isolation doing nothing right not not communicating with anyone uh, not doing any exercise not um l- doing anything at least productive like you don't have to spend the entire day working no you, you at least like you know have like a set schedule to do things and then have some free time so don't let this just create a new routine like just because you're you're in a different sort of uh system you're in different reality doesn't mean you have to uh just give up just you gotta adapt right so if you don't what's gonna happen is that you're gonna become lazy right you're gonna if you're are already lonely and depressed you're gonna become even more depressed and just spending your time doing nothing just watching binging tv shows and playing video games all day long I'm, you can play video games and stuff and all but just don't do it all day long, dude. Because you're gonna. It's just. It's just gonna like. It's gonna make you feel. I don't know. I don't know how to describe this. Like I've been because I've been through this, right? It makes you feel empty. That's what it is. It you feel like there's a void inside that's not being fulfilled. Uh, that's what I think is happens now there's another type of isolation which is actually good and it's a sort of a controlled isolation it's one that you see in you know monasteries you know with monks monks they tend to isolate a lot 
but you can still see that they do have like group so it's a different sort of group but when monks isolate like they do isolate yes and they like yeah so when monks isolate so let me make a comparison let's go to paint okay let's go to paint and uh so when monks go into isolation let's do a ven okay hold on whoa let's do a venn diagram okay uh i don't wanna so for those who are listening i'm just gonna say it out loud so you don't need to don't worry okay so okay so there are two types of isolation lifestyles i got four minutes uh i'll be able to finish so we got monks m and i'm going to use that represent that as m and we've got normal people n now in common what they both have in common is that they isolate they isolate <laughs> obviously they uh they uh they isolate okay isolate <laughs> both groups tend to spend their time isolating and like yeah that's like no shit no shit sherlock yeah i know but listen with monks the lifestyle they pursue is focused on spiritual on the spiritual aspect of things whereas normal people are focused on the materialistic and you know hedonistic sort of things such as eating junk food all the time yeah be, when you go into isolation your addiction like you become your person your person and a lot of people your personality sort of shifts to a, to that of a more you know your personality becomes you just become a more all-around addictive person you're more uh suspect to addiction and you sent sort of because you're lacking the dopamine that's released when you bond and socialize with people you look for other sources of dopamine such as um you know the eating junk food binging shows um you know even watching uh nsfw stuff and uh, pleasing yourself way too much right things like that so whereas monks they focus on they of course monks as we know they avoid they try to avoid all this stuff materialistic stuff and i think it's too extreme for me but i'm just like making a comparison right now you can sort of you can strike a balance between those two like when after i finish comparing okay so i have a few minutes left i'm gonna extend it a bit so when you're um okay so you can like be both like you can enjoy you know the the things around you you can play video games you can do that but you got to be more uh, spiritual right okay so okay so monks now second point is that monks sort of socialize with other monks occasionally 
whereas normal people socialize little or not at all right in this in during isolation so monks they do socialize so some i think some monasteries like and you know in eastern traditions and even like in you know you know churches and whatnot sort of like okay so the monks they sort of they tend to uh there's like a rule they have i think sometimes they don't talk to each other right they're still bonding so they do like shared activities together and that's a form of bonding so now if i bring my friend here which i can't like but imagine if i'm able to bring my friend and instead of talking to him i decided to uh play uh the guitar with him without saying a single word mind you that would still be bonding although it is a restricted form of social socializing because talking is very a very effective way of uh conveying your thoughts and words and connecting with people but there are so many any activity can uh form a connection monks do that very well oh shit screw that we're gonna i really this is very important i i'm really i really want to discuss this so monks okay where were we right so i think that in some places like monks monks do talk to each other but it's very limited whereas normal people they on the other hand we got normal people right they do not socialize like most people are rarely socializing or not or socialize just a little bit like on zoom on microsoft teams skype whatever but it's sort of it's a limited type of socializing so when it comes to you know talking with other people there's really nothing you can do right now but like you can't really bond as you could before so i'm not gonna blame anyone i don't listen i'm not blaming anyone for anything like i just want to like help you guys see how isolation without it can be bad for you and what you can do about it so what we can do is just make use of that voip uh you know video calls voice calls as much as possible you want you want like an efficient system and what i advise actually is do an activity while talking to these people it's going to strengthen the 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 bonds the social bonds that you make with them it's going to allow you to even with uh, even through video virtually you're still doing activities and remember activities are a form of social bonding so you're sort of coupling two social um stimulants together to form the equivalent of normal socializing using just body language and communicate right so i think that's really all like all for like isolation so you can you don't need to you can watch just watch out for these things and it's very sneaky i just want to say like it's very sneaky so isolation can be like you won't know that you're like you're deteriorating until you it's almost too late so i'm just saying putting this out there for those who uh like now 
we are done with the second part of the podcast. Now we move on to part three. Self-help. Is self-help a scam? Yeah. I So I watched a video yesterday. It was made by... I forgot who... Hold on. Um... I'll put I'll link it down somewhere on the uh, on the YouTube video or the Spotify. No, I can't do it on Spotify, can I? No. So anyway, it's I think if you look up the toxic, anyway, it's the toxic world of self improvement, something like that. You'll find it. Usually, it's the first or second result. Anyway, the idea was, you see, so let me let me preface this by saying talking a little bit about my relationship with self with self-improvement um so it all started with i think i started going looking up self-improvement i got interested in it like a year ago i think around that time um i was sort of uh, i had nothing to do i was doing youtube um but I still felt like I wasn't succeeding. I don't know why. Like I just, a lot of people tell me you're young, dude. Just enjoy it, and I get it. I do. But I feel like I, that was before. I felt like I wasn't doing anything productive. I wasn't forward and advancing. So I looked up this. I stumbled upon this idea of improving yourself in all aspects of life. So it started with you know. Things like is things like you know people, people like Tony Robbins and uh, Gary V and all these popular you know people and these YouTube channels that say you know do this to be successful, do that, and then by the end of the video they plug their book, right? They plug their top ten self improvement secrets, the secret, the law of attraction. All that crap. At first, you know, I was, I was, I was skeptical of it, but I was like, "Why not? Right? Why not read? Why not see what it has to offer?" And so I bought this book. I think you know, it's the most overrated book ever, self-help book ever. It's the art of not giving an F. Now I can't say the F word here because I'm going to upload this to YouTube, and you know, it's going to get demonetized. So. The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. Yeah. By Mark... What's his name? Mark Manson. Yeah, Mark Manson. Uh, you find... You see this book everywhere, dude. Whenever you go to the library, it's it's right there. It's, it's plastered in front of your face. All the damn time. And... Um, yeah, so I read the book. And it just... Like, it was so overrated. I felt like the advice... Um... It was just too vague, like, like, and it was very obvious. Like, you don't need to read this. Like, you know it. It's like, you know, don't give a fuck. Oh shit! I said it. Don't give an F. Oh yeah, I'm not monetized yet, so I think it's fine. Anyway, um, yeah. So I read the book. And I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I'm going to be honest. 
one thing that really helped me was this the thing about not prioritizing your F's. Like you only got a limited amount of craps to give. Like, you know, so just use it for certain stuff like family, friends. But, you know, it was that was good. But I felt like, first of all, dude, the, the author, like he sweared a lot in the book. He said the F word like I don't know how many times. It just, it's not cool, dude. It's not hip to <laughs> just spam it, right? It's not. It's not. And so when I read the book, I sort of, I was like, okay, this doesn't feel enough. So I started looking for more. And I'm going to be honest, like, some stuff, like, of self-improvement really helped me. Really acted as a catalyst for me to start doing things that I really want to do instead of being lazy. Taught me, for example, I learned about the flow state. I learned about uh, cutting off all distractions, putting away your phone, and just focusing on the task at hand, doing one thing at a time and focusing. And things like, you know, how multitasking is bad. Those are good things. But I feel like I started noticing a pattern. Like, these self-improvement gurus, they're not, they're not where they are because they listen to their own advice. No, they're there. They're where they are because they are selling their books. They're selling advice, advice. Right, they're selling. But I'm not. Look, I'm not gonna discredit. Look, dude, some of the gurus are actually really helpful, but I feel like like I'm not gonna discredit all self improvement and all the you know mentors and all the crap that goes on over there. But I feel like it's based on the industry. It's based on just. It's not based on guarantees, right? It's based on selling what they think is advice. It's based on very personal things. Based on... It's it's primarily based on, you know, selling a product. They're not giving you advice. They're selling you a product. And the product... You don't, I don't know the what's, there's no product. It's just words, dude. It's not like, it's not exactly good advice. You, you might find like one or two hidden gems in the book, but it's not, it's not like, it's not legit. It's very personal. Like for example, I know certain gurus, like they just spam things like work hard, work hard, work hard, never. Uh, never party. Don't do that. Don't do this. And eventually, like when you read that, when you read, oh, oh my God, I have to say this. So when you read those books, and you consume the media self self proven content, you sort of you feel like you've achieved something. You delude yourself into believing that oh, I'm succeeding. But you're in the same position. You're in the same position as you were before you started. Unless you did something, unless you like learn some new um, pr- productivity tips, all right. And I feel like this mentality around um, just working hard nonstop, not doing anything—it doesn't work. It only it only just propagates this 
um, the mentality we have of just work right? work this dude if i'm gonna say my advice I, I don't know who i am to give advice like i'm just a 17 year old teenager but i'm just saying i'm just talking dude this is a chill podcast so i feel like what we should do is we should work to live rather than live to work right it's very important it's a subtle difference but it's a very important one nonetheless what this means is that you you're an entity right you're gonna you have a job and you want to let's say you want to uh, promote yourself you know climb you know you don't get a raise so what you do is you work right so why do you want to get that raise the important question to ask yourself is why do you want to get that raise why do you want to do well so there if you want to do it because i just want to work i just want to work i just want to succeed i just want to then don't do it if you want to do it because you want more money so that you can spend it on whatever makes you happy or just feel more comfortable go ahead but if you just want to do it for the sake of doing it, if you want to do it just to look cool and, you know, you want to be, like, important, don't. Nobody's going to remember the all the uh, fi- uh, files you did in work. Nobody's going to remember all the uh, bullshit things you typed into your computer. What they're going to remember is your you as a person, your personality. The things you've given to people, the, the love, the appreciation, the kindness, the happy moments, the fun, the, the banter, everything. So don't live to work. Work to live. That's, that's, uh, that's very important. All right, uh, let's move on to number four, part four of the podcast. Contemporary slash news. So... Time to look at some news articles, dude. Let's go. We're going to look at two. I think two or three. Okay. Oh. Okay. So long, standardized testing. University of California regents unanimously, unanimously vote to drop. Okay, hold on. University of Colorado Regents unanimously vote to drop SAT and ACT admissions requirements. Okay. Wow. Wow. Wow, dude. Wow. No way. This is actually very good. Wow. One of the largest and most made a landmark decision on Thursday. Okay, so, wow. Okay, so. I'm going to skim through this real quick. I don't want to waste a lot of time because especially if you're listening to this on Spotify, um, you're not, you're not going to be seeing any of this. Okay, wow. Uh, so the, the SAT and ACT will be dropped completely. I'm sorry for... Yeah, I switched to the other scene by accident. So, 
they're going to be implementing a no SAT, no standardized test requirement. That's actually really cool. You know, because I feel like it's bullshit, right? Like somebody can be really smart and not do well on the SAT just because of certain circumstances or just they're not good at tests, at testing. They're, they might be good at school. They might be good at other stuff. But they said that in California, it's in California, by the way. So I think that other universities are going to follow, I feel, because the UCs in California, especially, like they're important, right? Like nobody's going to overlook what they're doing. People are going to start considering this. And I think that this is, I think this is like the, the incentive, I think, was the coronavirus, I feel. It sort of told, showed them how useless those exams are. Right, because people, like, it showed like people during the coronavirus, the students who did not get to do the SATs, they did just as well as those who did. It just, it it's a very bullshit metric, right? It doesn't determine anything, and you know, it's not doesn't it's, doesn't determine intelligence. It just shows how good you are at taking that particular test, right? There are so many other things you can do in school, right? Instead of focusing on that test. Now, okay, I don't. It's no longer a big deal for me because I'm graduating. I just finished school. But for those who are still in school, this is great. So, oh, okay, okay. Never mind. So the UCs are going to be creating their own tests, their own standardized tests. Wow, we just got Jabane. Um, hmm. Again, not a good idea. It's gonna be oh my god, this is gonna be terrible. You know, if other schools you know start implementing this, start doing their own tests, it's gonna be even worse. My god, dude, never mind. Never mind. And they're saying like it has to. They're canceling it because of race and socioeconomic status. Sure, all valid reasons. They are, but really, like they want to make, they want to make their own tests because they're biased against minority students and low-income students and favor wealthier students. It's true, but I don't. Okay, I don't see how it impacts minority students. Like I don't think that an SAT, like a black kid from the same neighborhood as a white kid, I don't think they're gonna necessarily do worse or better like just solely based on you know the race i don't think i don't think that's how it works it's just no that's just pandering dude i'm gonna be real honest with you but i yeah so what they're saying is um okay low-income students wealthy students i wholeheartedly agree with that do you know why because there are so many uh, set prep courses, and generally speaking, the more expensive you pay for a course, the more uh, you're getting. The bigger the plate, the plate of readiness for this exam. So that's a valid point, I guess. But they're making their own exams, so it's like you're just adding insult to injury, dude. Because now, let's say I'm applying to UCs, I'm applying to Harvard, applying to some other colleges, I'm going to have to do an exam for each university. It's going to be worse. Um, I just hope they make it like so that you don't really have to study for this. Now, the college board 
does claim that you don't have to study for the SEDs. It's an aptitude test. But, uh, you know, though actually so many people who study, like, so if you do it once and you don't do, you do poorly on the exam, you can actually repeat it. And if you study well, most people do better, like their score increases. So I don't think it's a matter of aptitude as much as it is about preparing for this specific exam, a specific set of questions. I don't think so. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess that's it for SATs. Okay, let's... Um, hmm. What's going on? Trump goes without mask in Michigan Ford plant despite company first. Yeah, dude. It's not, it's not very surprising. Like, dude. if he gets the coronavirus, he, he's got like so many, so much money. He can just, you know, literally, he can self revive himself. It's like Warzone, right? <laughs> he can literally, he can literally self revive himself. Okay. CDC estimates that 35% of coronavirus patients don't have symptoms. Oh yeah, but let's look at the uh, coronavirus map. So let's see how many cases there are, dude. There are about 333,000 deaths. Wow. And 5 million confirmed cases, so that so 300, so the total active cases would be Two million to get two million to the so it'll be like around maybe two million eight hundred nine hundred ish something like that. When I'm you guessing. Get a disease like measles or chickenpox, you develop. Yeah. So okay. Okay. So where I'm at, I'm in the United Arab Emirates. Two hundred thirty-seven deaths and twenty-seven thousand confirmed cases. Wow, dude! I remember like, where is it? It's lagging. This map, by the way, I was I've been monitoring, monitoring, monitor, monitoring this website <laughs> since January, and I remember like when it first came out, it was it was not laggy. It was actually pretty fast, but now because of the total amount cases and the you know the amount of blips it's laggy it's pretty choppy yeah okay so i remember when i was like <laughs> there are only gonna be like what ten thousand deaths max dude max and now look at this i thought it was gonna be over by maybe june that's how <laughs> pepe guy was okay so in new guidance for mathematical a third of coronavirus infections are asymptomatic wait a minute hold on what do they mean by this like 35 percent of coronavirus patients don't have symptoms what do you mean like as of now like in this moment because there's a 14-day incubation period right so there is a 14-day incubation period where you don't where you don't have 
display any symptoms of the virus. So no fever, uh, nothing, nothing related to the virus. No coughing, coughing, no coughing, nothing. And then after that, you start showing symptoms. So I think, yeah, I think they mean that currently a third of corona patients do not show symptoms, so we cannot really track them right now. But after 14 days, they're going to be part of the people who do display symptoms. And then it's going to like restart, right? 35%, 30, it's always around like 30. I guess that's what they're saying. Best says 0.4% of people who show symptoms and have COVID will die. The agency estimates that 40% of is occurring before. Yeah. People overall, yeah, see, like, I feel like there's a lot of manipulation of data and misrepresenting statistics in order to uh, sort of uh, induce feelings of fear and paranoia into people. Like, that's what the media is doing right now. And I feel like it's bullshit, right? It's not, like, it's not, it's something to watch out for. Yes, the coronavirus, but I don't. I feel like it's not something that's like, it's not as deadly as, say, the Black Plague. Given the, you know, Black Plague in the Middle Ages, Middle Ages, when there was no, uh, med like, medicine was, pr practically didn't exist, right? Whereas um, now, like, the coronavirus is not very deadly. It's only, it's only affecting severely ill people like people who already have um problems respiratory uh, problems etc but if you're as long as you watch out just utilize the use common sense like don't fucking you can't look people who are going outside right now and just for the sake of going outside that's not smart i'm not gonna say it's wrong or because we really don't know like there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of manipulation so it's hard to know how severe this is but going out once in a while sure going out and engaging in activities that r really spread the virus that's not good that's not all right i think this wraps it up for contemporary we are going to move on to the final part part five of the podcast uh, we're going to be talking about philosophy so I'm going to wrap it up. It's almost been an hour. I'm not going to talk a lot about uh, stoicism. Yeah, so we're going to talk about stoicism, but I'm going to keep it brief and simple. Uh, wow, this has been, it's been an hour already. Nice. So during these times, so, okay, so this goes back to my self-improvement phase, ego Andy phase. Um, so I was going through this, phase where I wanted to uh, self-improve, right? And as I said, you know, found out it was not really, it was a scam. But what I learned from it is that there, are, there is some good advice. I learned some good things. And I sort of, like now, I don't, I'm not always looking to improve from the ex external world. Rather, I'm just trying to, trying to improve for the sake of growing, not for the sake of succeeding. I mean, 
I want to I want to succeed. But focusing on that way too hard is not good because when you focus on it on just succeeding, you're not going to be pushing out good quality content or good quality work. Your pro- productivity is going to fall. Because whenever you do one thing and then you feel like you achieved something and because according to self-improvement, anything is to, you know, self-help, you know, the books, what they preach is that as long as, you know, just doing, doing something. Yeah. If you do something, you, you've succeeded. And that's like sort of mental, what I like to call, what I like to call mental masturbation, right? It's, you're not really doing anything. Like if, if I work now for two hours, the results aren't going to show up immediately. I'm going to have to wait a while. And this culture of instant gratification is sort of uh, making it seem like waiting, waiting uh, to win is a bad thing. It's not. Like, just wait and be patient. Right? I feel like that's changing, though. I really do feel like now there's uh, good vibes only, you know, hard work, work all day, um, don't party, don't have fun, never do anything except work mentality i think that's fading away slowly and we're i think that yeah maybe self-improvement will change anyway one of the things i learned from self-improvement is stoicism that was a that's a good thing which really got me you know into a bit into the idea like it's one of the only things i if not the only thing i study in philosophy so far i really want to get into that i like philosophy philosophy is a good idea good idea it's a good school of thought like it's a good way of seeing life right it's very abstract it's, it's it attempts to explain what is not seen it's like science science you you explain atoms you can't really see atoms um yeah in philosophy you're explaining just intangible things ideas concepts Math does that, sure, but philosophy is like a different way of expressing that. Anyway, stoicism, essentially what it is, is it's a very simple idea. It's like, so you have, okay, you have like a, let's say your your house is on fire, right? What you should do, you know, most people go crazy and people who yeah i mean it's natural to go crazy i'm I'm giving you a very extreme example like if your house is on fire what essentially like people panic and they don't know what to do and stuff essentially what stoicism tells you to do is don't panic right just don't panic dude forehead no seriously it tells you the idea is that you should not uh panic you should not let the external world the impact your feelings but you should take action so what this means is that your house is on fire what are you going to do what are you going to do about it you're going to put out the fire right it's common sense very simple and extreme example but i'm telling you it applies to so many things so essentially right you shouldn't let this external world heavily impact your emotions and feelings and thoughts and if it does you got to set up another barrier of just not letting your emotions uh, get to you or leaving some time from the day to let those emotions out. 
I'm not saying, no, it's not, a lot of people might say, oh, isn't this just bottling your emotions? Isn't this toxic behavior? And then, and then I, I might agree with you because uh, bottling in your emotions is not good. So what, what I think you should do alongside stoicism is you should, uh, should sort of be able to express your emotions, right? But not letting the emotions uh, impact your actions. So when you're sad, right, you can say I'm sad. Acknowledging that you're sad is something important. I'm sad. Like, I am sad. I am not happy. This is, this is very healthy and it's good to do. But what you shouldn't do is just cry and whine and complain and let the sadness get to you. Because eventually, the sadness no longer becomes an emotion. It becomes you. It becomes a part of you. And that's not, of course, that's not good. So the idea here is that if you have an emotion, it's just dealing with emotions. Yeah, first step is to acknowledge the emotion. I am sad right now, right? I'm not feeling particularly happy. I'm not satisfied. That's okay. That's okay. But I'm not going to let this anger or sadness or anything impact my action. Now, obviously, it takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of trial and error to really get the hang of it. But I'm still, I'm still learning. Like I'm still, um, I'm still learning. Like it's not, it's still very, it's a very new thing for me. Because I, me, I get angry pretty easily as a person. But if you compare me now to the me from a year ago or two years ago, I am less angry than I am before. And I think one thing about me is that I used to not be able to handle criticism well. I used to not take jokes. But now, like after learning about stoicism, I just really, I love jokes. Like I love when people just make fun of me. I love when people hate on me. It's just funny. See, another way to do it is to turn it around. Like you can laugh at it. Right? Someone's calling you, you know, a racist slur or somebody is calling you, I don't know, anything. Somebody just hating. Just laugh at them, dude. It's funny. Like, it's funny. They're not going to do anything to you. Right? It's funny, dude. Even if all of your viewers are hating on you, it's still funny. Like, it's not It's not like, they're, you're still watching me, dude. That's funny. Right? I think this wraps it up for today's stream. You can call it, call it a wrap. Uh, wow. I actually enjoyed this, dude. We're going to be doing this weekly, once a week. Now, I stream on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. TTF. 9 p.m. GST. And this podcast, I stream it once a week, every Friday. So, um, every Friday, I'm going to be going on and talking. Um, I stream... Now, other than the podcast, I'll be streaming video games, uh, normal stuff, React, Andy... Gaming streams, basically. Uh, any games, mostly. Um, I'm still not sure on what game to settle on. But yeah, so twitch.tv slash Rift is where you'll find all the streams and the podcast. And um, please feel free to, once you join the, 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 once you join the podcast on the Twitch stream, please feel free to chat because I want to make this an interactive experience. So as I said... 
I dedicated an entire part of the podcast just for communication and questions. So this is an interactive podcast. All right. So I guess that's it. Uh, that's a wrap. Um, I really do hope you enjoyed this. Enjoyed this podcast. Um, and I had a lot of, you know, it was such a chill time. I feel. I'm still getting used to it, but <laughs> I think it was it went pretty well. So if you're watching this on YouTube, listening to it on Spotify, anything, please feel free to leave feedback, right? And share it to your friends so that they can join in and be a part of the family, as you can see on the screen or here on Spotify. All right. This has been Arcadia Rift, and I will uh, see you later. I'll talk to you later.